0: Sign up today at ButcherBox.com ETM. You know how I feel about the word budget. I'm not a huge fan of the word, but during a crisis, there isn't room for fancy name changes, cute marketing messages. So let's jump headfirst into this bonus episode and talk about seven things you need to know to manage your budget
1: during a crisis. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shana compton Game where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. I feel like I must explain.
0: (laughs) I don't like the word budget for the same reason you don't. It feels limiting and stressful. It feels like something you have to do versus something you really want to do. And I'm in the same boat as you. I have struggled with this for years and years, if I'm going to be honest. And what I've realized is that at its core... It's just a plan. That's all it is. It's just a plan with some word attached to it that we've all grown to just hate. (laughs) And you need a plan. So, crisis time means you need to create a plan and you need to work the plan and you need to stay focused each day, but without the fear or the anxiety or the overwhelm or the judgment. How many times do we judge ourselves about money, about what we should have done, even thinking about? back to like January, you may be having thoughts about, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have spent my money on this. Maybe I shouldn't have gone on that trip. Maybe I shouldn't have bought this thing. What I would do to have that money back right now. But all of that is just negative thought patterns that take up space in our brain and they keep us stuck in the past rather than moving on to the future. And we need to move on. We, we are in this situation worldwide around the world we are all experiencing almost the same version of what this feels like confusion stress money is is tight and so many different businesses i just i had a day where i sat down and i thought about all of the different businesses and what our economy is going to look like around the world and i just i freaked out because the enormity of the situation just really hit me. And I thought, okay, I can't live in that space because living in that space just, it really, it does a thing on you. (laughs) It just, it keeps you in a place where you can't change, you can't have fun, you can't appreciate the things that you have. And that's not the right mindset. But look, I struggle with this too. Uh, Just this week, if I'm gonna be honest, I had a breakdown (laughs) And cried (laughs) and threw a fit. And then I got back to the plan because I know deep down, deep, deep down inside of me, I know what works. And I know that you have to get back to the plan because the plan creates action and action clears up overwhelm. But you have to take it day by day. And there are some days where you're not going to want to think about this stuff. And that is completely okay. I give you the permission to slip to say, no, it's Monday, it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it is for you. And I don't want to deal with money. I don't want to think about money. My head's not in the game. Great. Put it off to the next day, but don't put it off forever. Put it off for a day or an hour or a minute or five hours and then come back to it. And another thing is I don't want the money, I don't want the numbers that you're dealing with to stop you from having fun and being human. This is something, I'm going to say this a lot in this episode, but this is something I also struggle with for years and years. And if I'm going to be honest, still to this day, sometimes I can look at numbers and I can freak out and I can stop having fun, stop being human. And it feels like all I'm focusing in is on the numbers. And there's no room for you to, Create change when you're living in that space. So, I am doing this practice with you. I am working right alongside with you, and I'm speaking to you from my own personal experience. So, let's dive into these seven things. So, thing number one, I use this analogy a lot. I live in Los Angeles, and let's say once the quarantine is lifted that I want to drive all the way to New York City because honestly, my car hasn't seen a lot of love lately. I could just get in the car and drive, but where am I going? I need my GPS, which is essentially a map, which is another way of saying it's a plan of where to drive to get where you want to go. Get it? So think of your budget, aka a money plan, which is really what I like to call it, as the same thing. It's just a plan of where your money needs and should go based on what you need to pay, what you want to accomplish, etc. right? It's the GPS system for your money. So don't complicate it more than that. Don't make it into this terrible, horrible thing. When you're doing a money plan or a budget or whatever the heck you want to call it, it is just the GPS system for your money. So are we on the same page here? All right, I see you nodding. <laughs> thing number two, you need to know where you are spending spending your money. We tend to focus on a lot on saving, right? Like cut out that $5 coffee. But why? You really need to understand why. So I think that when we're focusing on saving money, we're missing the vital piece. It's really on spending because that's the right focus. It needs to be on where your money is going. That means you need to get on a serious first name basis with the outflows of your money. Now, You might be saying, Shauna, I know where I'm spending my money. I'm going to call your bluff (laughs) because I have worked with hundreds of people and I know this to be a fact across the board, no matter how much money you make or you do not make, I know this is the truth. We all generally know when we're spending our money. We might know that we ordered some food the other day. We might know that we just ordered a movie on Amazon. We might know these things. We might know what our rent is or our mortgage is. Sure, of course. But it's the little tiny nuances in your spending that you consciously aren't aware of. And so what happens when you're not consciously aware of the money, it just flows out of your account without purpose. And that lack of purpose stops you from being able to achieve your goals. Now, Maybe you don't have goals. Okay, great. Somebody said that to me the other day. I don't have goals. Okay, fine. Maybe you don't have goals, but you have stuff that you want to do. You're not just living day to day just to live day to day. There are things you want to do with your life. Those essentially are goals. Again, we can change out the name, but we got to stay on purpose, on task. You see where I'm going here? So here's an easy process you can do while you are watching TV or just hanging out with your favorite tunes on, grab a stack of post-it notes or cut up a piece of paper into like eight to 10 squares. I, if you get four squares, I don't care. I'm not hung on the math here, but you get where I'm going. I want you to head to your online bank account or money app or credit card statement. And on the front side of the post-it note or piece of paper, I want you to write every expense that you had in the last 30 days. I mean everything. On the back side, I want you to write down the category it is in. So if you ordered Domino's last night for a pizza indulgence, I'm A, very jealous, (laughs) and B, I approve of that purchase. I want you to write down $10 Domino's on the front, and on the back, I want you to write eating out on the back side. That's the category. Do this for all your expenses, and then... Grab a separate sheet of paper or a Word doc or an Excel spreadsheet, doesn't matter what it is, and write down the categories that you have listed and all of the expenses that are in each category, and then add them up. This is simple, simple math, right? So we've got our categories, we've got our individual expenses in that category, and then we're going to add up each category so that we know how much we spent in each particular category. Thing number three look at these expenses i mean really look and give them what i call a happiness scale of one to three so number one is i love this expense or i need this expense so things like rent mortgage all your fixed expenses student loan payment minimum credit card payment car payment they're all going to be number ones because you need to make these payments now there are ways of course we can better those payments Sure, and I'm going to talk about that in an upcoming bonus episode, but just for now, those need to be ones because you absolutely need that expense. Maybe you're not in love with it, but you need it, right? So number one, I love this expense or I need this expense. Number two, I'm indifferent. I don't care. Let's say you have a subscription to Disney Plus and while you like it, you haven't used it in the last three months. Something like that, something that you're just indifferent You could cancel it, you could keep it, you don't really care. And then number threes, I don't like this. So anything that makes you queasy, like how much you spend on bank fees or how much you spend on drinks at your favorite hangout spot, I get that pre-quarantine, but you get where I'm going here. Do this step without centering yourself, one, twos, and threes of all of your expenses. So when you're finished, you have a roadmap for those expenses. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/etm. That's m-o-n-a-r-c-h m-o-n-e-y.com/etm for your extended 30-day free trial. That's com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before Nerd Wallet, I was paying for vacations Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report, and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed it was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for delete me now at a special price for my listeners today get 20% off your delete me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com/etm and use promo code etm at checkout the only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout j-o-i-n-d-e-l-e-t-e-m-e dot com slash etm go to joindeleteme.com dot com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off thing number four we'll come back to our list in a minute but first you've got to figure out what your goals are or the things you want to achieve what are those things So let's take the next 30 days because most of us are going to be self-isolating at home for that time period. So this is a really good time to do this. Think about what are your top three money goals. Could be things like you want to increase your emergency fund because, well, now we all know how how important that thing really is. Or buy a course to learn how to invest or plan for your first trip post-quarantine or just commit to staying focused on your spending for 30 days or build a home fund, or just get in a better mindset with your money. It doesn't matter what they are. Just figure out your top three goals or things you want to accomplish. It can even just be being present with your finances for 30 days. That's a great goal. If you can't come up with three, just come up with one. You can come up with one, I guarantee it. But you're probably going to have to center yourself to come up with just three. But I don't want you to go more than three because if you start coming up with like 10 different goals, your focus is kind of all over the place. So I tend to find like we can really only focus on three things at one time. You know, there's there's a rule, my husband Jeff always talks about it, that if you've got more than three things you need to buy at the grocery, you have to write it down. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to forget them. So we're going to stick with three goals. Okay, Then thing number five. Now go back to your list, your happiness score list. Go back to your number twos and your number threes on the list and ask yourself these questions. Can I cut out any of these expenses? How fast can I cut them out? So maybe something is set to renew coming up soon, right? And you recognize like, I don't like this expense. I want to get rid of it. So knowing that day it's going to renew is really helpful because you can just get rid of it before it renews. And then when I cut these out, where can I move my money to support my goals. So if I want to pay down debt, am I gonna reroute this money towards a certain credit card or a certain loan? If I want to buy that investing course, am I just routing this money into pay for that investing course, etc.? You get where I'm going here. The key is rerouting your spending into the things that are actually going to support your goals. That's the magic. That is the special sauce. It's not hard. But it is a process you need to do over and over again because you got stuff you want to do and your spending may be stopping you from making those things a reality. So instead of stopping the focus on, I'm not going to have the $3 coffees, instead I want you to focus on where are the areas where you can spend smarter and reroute that savings towards your goals. So thing number six. The one with the most amount of money at the end of the month doesn't win. So if you've ever been taught about budgeting, you probably, no, I'm going to scratch that. Think about anything. Think about a tax return amount, if you're getting a refund or anything, scores in sports. We always want the highest number. So logic tells us that we want to get through the month. And at the end of the month, we want to have a ton of cash left over. What in the world is that doing to help you? The goal is to make sure your money is working, all of it working during the month. So at the end of the month, you actually have $0 left off because all of your money is going to support your goals or pay off debt or going to savings or buy that investing course, whatever it may be. So it's not really $0. It's just all your money is being used smartly. So if you can retrain your brain to focus on I actually want to have like a net sum budget. At the end of the month, I want to look at my money and go, every dollar extra that I had has gone towards something that is helping me towards my goals. You get it? Okay, thing number seven. Don't make a money plan, budget, whatever you want to call it, harder than it needs to be. It's one of the most powerful ways to see what's going on with your money, to make changes, and to drive those changes aka that money that you aren't spending on this particular thing, into your goals. I tell people all the time, you can find money. I don't care who you are. You can find money in your bank account right now, today. I guarantee you, if I was there with you, holding your hand, we could find $5, $10, $500, $5,000, whatever it is. I know this because I do this for myself all the time, and I'm constantly shocked at the amount of money I find in my bank account. I'm like, this is crazy. I do this all the time, and I'm still finding money. And I know this because I've helped so many other people do the same thing, so I know it works. This is just a tool to help you get where you want to go. I do this every week. Where did I spend money last week? What makes me feel icky? How can I change that and take that money and put it towards a goal next week? Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to take a long time. And in a crisis, this is the time to focus on this. Take charge of this for yourself. I want this for you. All right, my friend, I'm sending you all my budget love this week. Use this time to get more intentional with your money, to build that bridge to a better mindset. And to visualize what you want the future to look like because we're going to get through this and I know you're going to have an awesome future. Your story does not end today. If you're struggling today, if you're struggling to pay your bills, this is not the end of the story. And there is no shame in asking for help. Whether you need help from a family member, you need government help, whatever kind of help you need, there is no shame in this at all. All right? So let's come out of this with our head held high. And let's learn how to create a budget not just for crisis time, but going forward that is easy. This money plan system is easy. Anybody can do this. Day in and day out, I'm right there with you.
1: Hey, where are you going? We're not quite finished yet. We just wanted to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money and for helping us create a safe space to talk about money. For more on this episode, Check out the show notes, and don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Seriously, we love hearing from our Millennial Money family, so send us your rave reviews. We look good in five stars, just saying. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.